Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This is Make It Plain. M.I.P. With Massimella Mafumo. Mark Thompson. Make It Plain. Get woke. Look, we came to office, we knew we were facing a once-in-a-century pandemic and a once-in-a-generation economic crisis. And we knew this wouldn't be a sprint, it'd be a marathon. Quite frankly, we're moving more rapidly than I thought we would. This morning, we learned that our economy created 266,000 jobs in April. It hadn't been adjusted again yet, but that's what it says, 266. And listening to commentators today, <laughs> as I was getting dressed, you might think that we should be disappointed. But when we passed the American Rescue Plan, I want to remind everybody, it was designed to help us over the course of a year not 60 days, a year. We never thought that after the first 50 or 60 days, everything would be fine. Today, there's more evidence that our economy is moving in the right direction. But it's clear we have a long way to go. All told, our economy has added more than 1,500,000 new jobs since I took office. That's the most number of jobs created in the first three months of any presidency in our history. Just for perspective, in these three months before I got here, the economy added about 60,000 jobs a month, not a half a million. In the three months since I've been here, the economy has added 500,000 jobs per month. And this is progress. And it's a testament to our new strategy of growing this economy from the bottom up and the middle out. Joe Biden, speaking of the April jobs report on Friday, joining us now someone who's been doing this with me longer than Joe Biden has been doing it, uh, talking about the monthly jobs report, uh, is our dear friend, the chief economist at Center on Budget and Policy Priorities, our good friend, Chad Stone. Chad, how are you today, man? I'm okay, Mark. How are you? <laughs> I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. 
So um, it, people are disappointed. This was not a great number. But what about Biden's uh, perspective on this just in general? Do is is what he said an, an accurate and, and even fair assessment of, of where things are under the circumstances? So that's an interesting question about politicians always, but basically, but the reason the reason it's this report was regarded as disappointing is it was disappointing relative to expectations. People who thought they knew what they were doing making forecasts were expecting a million jobs or some number like that. And so it was disappointing relative to the to the forecast. But but the president is absolutely right that we have been adding jobs. We've been adding jobs in 2021. Of course we still have a jobs deficit. It's still 8.2 million jobs below where we were at the start of the recession in February 2020. So politicians get too much much credit for good things or take too much credit for good things and too much blame for bad things. But certainly um, the policies that that President Biden has, has enacted are policies that should promote not just a strong recovery of jobs uh, over over time, but also sustain people in hardship through this pandemic, who are still in hardship through this pandemic, and sustain people who want to be back to work, but maybe can't find childcare yet, or jobs are still not available for them in their particular area. So there's a lot of good in the Biden package. And this was just a surprising, surprisingly low number compared with expectations. It's a good number. We're going in the right direction. But Chad isn't because he, he he didn't say it in that clip, but it seems to me also at one point he was making the argument that there is a jobs deficit and that won't be fully addressed until all of the rescue money is out there where it needs to be. Right. I mean, so all that money has not been dispersed because because the bottom line is the 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 business owners have to get this money to bring to afford to bring the people back to work. Is, is that accurate? Yeah, that's true. Okay, that, that that's true, and um, and 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 people people have to have to get the money, including unemployment insurance benefits, and spend it. Right, 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 right. So that the jobs get created, so that they can get back to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the shortest distance between either any point is a straight line. So all of us can see that some cities and states are talking about reopening. Um. I got a call today from a friend. Chicago's going to reopen June 1st. I think New York, we're on schedule to do that. So if things are not going to fully reopen there and, and meaning also fully reopening means a lot of those jobs may come back online. Then we we probably can't, don't need to expect 8.2 million jobs restored in May either. Right. This is still going to take a little time. Right. Yeah, that's that's absolutely right. I mean, it'll be great. To, to see the, the forecasts that people have be realized that we've erased most of the jobs hole by the end of this year. That's really pretty fast compared right. to how deep the hole was. It's too slow in terms of what we would ideally like to see in terms of, of everybody being back real fast, but as a practical matter. And as you said, you're, you're talking about people living in big cities that are still not completely reopened, right? <laughs> And so the reopening will spur people getting back to work because it'll be safer to get back to work as the virus um, vaccinations become more widespread and more people overcome their uh, vaccination uh, hesitancy and um, and get vaccinated. So y'all don't rely on these forecasters. Listen to Chad and Mark. That's why we're here. Tell everybody just listen to us. All right. And y'all can do y'all can do one plus one equals two if 
places aren't open until June and July. Don't listen to somebody tell you there's going to be 10 million jobs created next month or that there should be because that's and 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 a lot of these places haven't gotten the money yet. It, it, the other thing he said today, even the Republicans who voted against the rescue package are now taking credit for the money going to the restaurants and the bars. Yeah, right. right. And that's something more MIP after this message. So did anything else unusual? Well, let me let me do this, though. It still took a dip. Do we know? Was there anything unusual, extraordinary about April that did cause somewhat of a dip? When you say a dip, you mean you mean that even though there were there were jobs created, it was fewer than we expected. It, it fell below the previous month. That's right. It was still positive. We're still going in the right direction. Okay. Um, to tell you the truth, it really was a surprise to forecasters. I think I think the consensus was close to a million, and there were some. There was even at least one reputable forecaster I know of who was going out on a limb at two million. Mm. But obviously, we're way wrong on that. It's the universe telling forecasters to be more humble. <laughs> yeah. Well, but but I guess what I'm asking is, was there something different, in particular, about March and April that it was a little bit less than March? Nothing obvious. Okay. Okay. I got you. Okay. Nothing obvious. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, nothing obvious, but I'm wondering. Would you, I'm just speculating right now. Mm -hmm. We also saw in certain situations, as as things are gradually reopening, obviously there's some employers that probably want people to be vaccinated. So I wonder, and this is just me speculating, if it had anything to do with that. In other words, we're trying to get this reopened, but all of you are not vaccinated yet, so I can't bring everybody back right now immediately. And that maybe that is made up this month for those who might might have been able to go back in April but didn't get vaccinated. I don't know. That's just I'm just. Yeah, I think I think I think I think forecasters could have uh, could have overestimated the rate at which things were opening up. Okay. 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 Chaz got all the nifty charts too, you all, um, and go on his Twitter thread to see them it, once again. And, and things we we touched on during the month, but what Chad every month, but what Chad does is update us every month the official unemployment rate for example understates the real joblessness situation correct that's right there's a survey or or, or a uh, an issue with the way the survey that we calculate the unemployment rate from gets counted that contributes to a small amount of misclassification of some people who should be counted as unemployed being counted as being employed. It's too technical to get into. That's the smaller piece of it. The bigger piece, which we learned about in the Great Recession, is that um, people drop out of the labor force and they come back in more slowly when, when things start to improve. And so a so-called realistic unemployment rate that's, a, that's in one of the charts in my tweet thread uses uh, a methodology or, or a way of estimating a, people who've dropped out that Fed, Federal Reserve Chairman Powell first suggested back in the back in the fall, and so we're, we're if if we look at the the decline in the number of people in the labor force working or actively looking for work, you have to be actively looking to be counted as unemployed, and you think you know those people really would like to be working, but there's a variety of reasons why they're discouraged or they have to, they're staying home because of the pandemic or a variety of things, um, but 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 they've dropped out of the labor force. When you, when you add in what the labor force would have been if the participation rate had stayed the same as it was before the pandemic, 
you get from a 6% unemployment, 6.1% unemployment rate up to an 8.9% realistic rate with a little bit of that being the misclassification and the rest of it being folks who probably would like to be working, but, but are not actively looking and are not counting as being unemployed uh, in the official statistics, but they're unemployed. They're not, they're not retirees. They're not people in school. They're people who'd like to be working, but for pandemic related reasons, they're not. Republicans are saying that those, some of those people didn't go and get these jobs because they're getting these good unemployment checks now. And so people don't want to go back to work, but there's no data to back that up, is it? I don't know of any data. There's a lot of what we jokingly call anecdata of of anecdotes. But the thing is, in this jobs report, the unemployment rate ticked up from 6 to 6.1. And one of the reasons it did that was because people did come back into the labor force looking for work. They just didn't find it yet. And so you may you remember may remember from our Great Recession days that unemployment could change in one direction or another for good reasons or bad reasons. And a good reason why the unemployment rate might tick up is that people are coming back into the labor force looking for work, the thing that UI is supposed to be discouraging them from doing, and they just haven't found it yet. But it's a good sign that that they're back in because they will find it. Another thing is that it's still the case that especially for women, childcare responsibilities, the fact that kids aren't back in school, still not all kids are back in school, still daycare facilities are not fully available. Moms who would like to be working are instead staying home. They'd yeah. be working in normal circumstances if they had reasonable daycare or the kids were in school a lot, so that all they needed was an after-school program. Um, so that's one thing. Also, there were a huge number of jobs created in the leisure and hospitality industry more than the number of, of net jobs created. There were like 300 and over 300,000 leisure and hospitality jobs created. They were offset by losses in some other sectors. But that's a sector where you might think there's a lot of folks paid low wages. If they're collecting unemployment insurance, maybe there's an incentive. There's a lot of reasons why you'd rather have a job, especially if it's a good job, where with decent pay, I'm not saying that's necessarily the case in some of the jobs we're talking about, but the fact that there were so many leisure and hospitality jobs created suggests that people were not holding back um, if the opportunities were, were there. But that industry is still coming back from the pandemic. So right, right. I also notice, well, first of all, let, let's just acknowledge the paradox. Y- y'all caught that. See, this is why I couldn't handle this at 18 in micro and macro Georgetown. The, the uptick in the unemployment rate in the UR paradoxically still shows that more people are looking for work. All right. So that's the kind of the funny thing about all of this. You all get that power to you. I'm just getting it at my age. Uh, <laughs> I didn't couldn't comprehend it before. It, did, it didn't compute for me. Now, Legion Hospitality. I noticed in your charts, we're still looking at women of color disproportionately, lose, disproportionately losing jobs. That's right. I think last month, or it might have been the month before, black women were losing more jobs than Hispanic women or Latinas. Yeah, I um... But it's changed now. So the Latinas has ticked up. But you also say the Legion hospitality is coming back. And we know that they're in a lot of those jobs. So I'm a little confused as to why they would be going up if that is starting to come back. There are month-to-month fluctuations in the data. You describe the underlying trends, right? April of last year, 
was the worst month for everybody. And that's when everything shut down in leisure and hospitality and so forth. And those jobs have been coming back. The whole economy in, in May, June, and July of last year got back about half of the jobs lost. Then we sort of flattened out. The, the, chart, that, the chart that you have up that I can, I can see um, sort of shows us coming halfway back and then being relatively flat with, in terms of, of the jobs hole staying about where it was nine months ago. But yeah, women and actually women in every, um, in every uh, race ethnic group and almost all of them have done worse than than men throughout the throughout this recession. That's different from the Great Recession when uh, when men did worse, uh, had worse labor market outcomes. But women women got hit because of the nature of, as you were saying, where the job losses were. More MIP after this message. So, folks, people are disappointed. I guess also it's a reflection of of optimism. I think people also expected, you know, Biden to do more and to do more sooner. Let me also acknowledge, also we talk about women. I was actually on an, another interview myself earlier, quoting you, quoting your charts, and, and it, somebody was interviewing me uh, <laughs> about this. I said, well, this, this is my man, Chad. 1.3 million jobs, mostly in education, lost. You've updated that. State and local government jobs, excluding education, 370,000. State and local government, including education, almost a million, 909,000. Let's be clear, we're talking about a lot of women employees as well. Sure. And, and just remind everybody, we're talking about education. We're not just talking about school teachers. Right. Um, you know, the cafeteria workers, teacher, teachers' aides. Right. Bus drivers, plenty of women bus drivers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, presumably, school opens back up in the fall and then that will change and help as well won't it that's right yeah so so and again i, I and again I, th I think it's probably folks a, a lot of of women who were hit hard by that number low-wage industries uh i heard another commentator say today earlier they could not find people to work at the kentucky derby this year mm -hmm. because they pay so little yeah and the drinks, what people pay for the drinks is like two thirds more than what the people make an hour serving the drinks. Right. I mean, I mean, the, so 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 one time a one time event that pays low wages. Of course, they're going to have trouble getting people in in the current situation. It's a good thing. It's a good thing that that we have a support system that, to a certain degree, means that people don't have to don't have to take that kind of, they are not so desperate that they have to take that kind of job. Now, you know, to supplement your wages if you're already working in a normal economy, that's fine, but it, it's not a big deal. It doesn't help you all that much if it's one day out of- Well, and I guess too, everybody ought to be careful with the forecasting because yeah. Chad, we really don't know that we'll be completely out of the woods with this thing in the fall. We, we don't. Um, and as as you know, I am a very reluctant forecaster, but I I think that that this was a, um, a downward blip rather than a trend. I think that we will get we'll get back on track for faster, yeah. um, maybe as soon as next month. But since we don't really understand what happened, um, mm -hmm. it could be it could be. A statistical fluke in the survey. Remember, there's always a margin of error around survey 
information. So I don't know, but I'm, but I'm, I'm still, I am still pretty confident of, of uh, that we have policies in place that right. will help people out while the recovery is not strong, and that will make the recovery strong. Right, and and will will help restore some of the job. But 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 what, I guess what I'm saying though, in terms of the pandemic and the health piece, we don't know if That's come right. the fall people are going to need booster shots or just you know we so. I, I don't know that anybody should be emphatic in their forecasting. That's right. Uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. folks, that's that's the latest for April. I appreciate the president defending everyone from those who say people just don't want to work. Because as you pointed out, Chad, you know, president should have called you, Chad, because you had the number. If the number is uptick, is going up in the unemployment rate, that means more people are actually out here looking. So that, in the labor force participation, yeah. Yeah. And it, and it went up in labor force participation too. Right. How much did it go up labor force participation? A couple tenths of a point, which is okay. not huge, but is but it's the right direction. Yeah, yeah. It mean it means that people are coming back into the labor force looking for work and they're temporarily unemployed because they haven't found it yet, but they're they're in there. And that's that's counter to the narrative that everyone's staying home because unemployment is too generous. Actually, unemployment is I'll give a pitch for a paper that 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 I wrote that's that that just came out from the center. We're we're pushing very hard. The, the, the president um, had had some words in his in, in, in his new plan about the importance of unemployment insurance, that when the special provisions expire, we're left with an unemployment insurance system that really underserves lots of people, especially workers of color, especially in, in some Southern states that have very ungenerous benefits. And we really need reform of the underlying permanent unemployment insurance system. Chad's paper is available at centeronbudget.org. Congress should heed President Biden's call for fundamental unemployment insurance reform. Absolutely. So many things need to be uh, overhauled. We can't keep doing stuff the same old way. Also, a piece on the website about closing the Medicaid coverage gap. So, folks, you know, it, it, FDR was great. I guess LBJ was great. But that stuff is 80 and 60 years old. So you got to update this. That's just. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and you have to dress the current time. You have to dress the current time. All right, folks. At, on Twitter, great charts, great threads. Um, follow him there at Chad CBPP at Chad CBPP for Center on Budget Policy Priorities. Thanks as always, Chad. Okay. You're welcome. Thanks for getting woke and listening to Make It Plain. Please remember to listen, like, and wherever you get your podcasts, please give the show a five-star rating. And please do spread the word. Let's all continue to pray for each other during this pandemic and this police-demic. If all hearts and minds are clear, it has been made plain. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line 
prop or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.